So it's a story of Jesus calling Peter, and remember what Jesus said to Peter, right? And so Jesus was preaching, and, and, uh, and then there was a lot of people because Jesus was preaching, and they came closer to Jesus, so Jesus had to, and he was preaching at, 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 the, at the seaside, and so he had, he had to distance himself from all the crowds of people, otherwise he would be in, in the water, and so he, he got on Peter's boat, and then asked Peter to just put the boat further away so that he is further distant from the crowd so he can minister to the crowd with the word of God, the Bible says. And then after that, he told Peter, you know, after they finished preaching, he told Peter, go ahead and just go and uh, cast your net on, uh, 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 in, in the sea. And Peter said, you know, Lord, we've done that all night. We got no results. And, but if you say so, we're going we're gonna to obey you. And you all know the story. They went out and they caught a lot of fishes. And, and they, they need to get all their friends to come and help them to, to catch all the fishes. And uh, at the end, after that, and Peter realized who was in front of him. He was then really fearful. He had an encounter with God. And, and, uh, and then he said, get away from me, Master. And then Jesus says, don't be afraid. And Jesus said, I will make you a fisher of men. And for Peter, is fisher of men because Peter was a fisherman. For you, what is it? Whatever it is that you believe God has called you to, perhaps you're a teacher, uh, perhaps you're a counselor, perhaps you're a comforter, perhaps you are an advisor, perhaps whatever it is, he, he wants to use you in the place of your vocation, and then he wants to call you to become a world changer. And whether it's a fisher of men, teacher of men, counselor of men, whatever it is, and so this morning, I pray that by the end of our time together, that you and I will have a clarity in our calling. And the reason that is important, ladies and gentlemen, is because that's how you and I can live a full life that fulfills everything that God had planned and purposed for us. And that's why we're here this morning. We're not here to waste time. We're here to be encouraged, to be reminded why we do what we do, why we breathe another breath. Because friends, if you and I are not here for a purpose, then why are we here? If you are already done on this earth, then God would have called you home. There is another purpose, there is a purpose for you, a calling for your life. Now let's look at the scripture here. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11. And we're just going to go through it slowly. And hopefully for the next 30 minutes, I can finish what I want to say. Okay? On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him who hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Now, let me pause here and talk about hearing the word of God. How many of you are here to hear the word of God? Let me see. I, just, I won't pay attention Okay, that's good. Most of you are here to hear the word of God. I guess the rest of you are here to listen to me. <laughs> Please don't do that, you know. <laughs> How do you hear the word of God? Because it is so interesting that the people would follow Jesus wherever he would go to hear the word of God. And I want to tell you this. It's in, in my calling, what I do, 
I am so fearful every day, not every day, especially when we approach Friday and Saturday. In my life, I become fearful for the reason that I will not be doing my job in allowing myself as an earthen vessel to speak the word of God. And I believe the Holy Spirit is always faithful. Every Sunday, he would come and he would speak to us in one or two ways. Number one, he would use me as a mouth of clay to proclaim his words that would directly hit your spirit and will give you a revelation and that you will be the walk in that revelation. And number two is that even if my word, if, if what I say is not what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, he would anoint your ears. Watch this. Is that whatever I say, what, what I would say he would take those words and he would plant it in you and give you another message that I'm not even talking about. And oftentimes when we come to the presence of God, you know, if we have such a desire like these people, you know, they don't, I'm sure they all have jobs, yet they all come to listen to Jesus broad daylight and they come and approach Jesus because they have such a hunger and desire for the word of God, for truth, ladies and gentlemen, for truth to actually change life, for truth to actually transform society, for truth of God. So people are hungry for that. And today, a lot of people like you and I are hungry for that too. But not only in this house, there are many, many people are hungry for an authentic truth. I mean, it's a double positive. Authentic, the truth is supposed to be authentic already anyways. For an authentic voice from heaven. And you know what they do? We're having this discussion yesterday, you know, had a little get together in my home, you know, yesterday my wife organized it and, and uh, we were talking about uh, uh, all the different people in, in our culture today. And many of the young people are involved in all kinds of Eastern religious code, all kinds of um, uh, uh, exercise, exercises, as it were. And uh, one of the young men in our church, you know, he used to, he used to get involved in this, this uh, ayahuasca tea thing, you know, the hallucinogen. And, and, um, and uh, so, you know, we were talking about this. A lot of people are just very interested in this sort of thing. And I said, you know, if you look at it from a religious standpoint, you will say to yourself, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with these people? But if you look from the eyes of the Father, you will see this. There are a lot of people are hungry for an authentic experience of God. They are so hungry, they would do anything to have an experience with the presence of God or some spiritual experience if you may they are so hungry for an authentic spiritual experience they do anything crazy stuff drinking hallucinogen drinking drugs so that they can have some kind of experience now most of us like in the days of Jesus who have been so accustomed to all the saying of the church of our religious circles and, and, and we want to get more truth out of it that's great but I want to tell you this, outside the circle of religious people, as in the days of Jesus, to the outside of this church, outside of Christian circles, I want you to know the reason God is calling you and I to become fisher of men, and we'll learn that later on, is because, ladies and gentlemen, the society that we're living in, it is not that they're not interested in God. They just don't feel like the church Christianity has anything to offer in terms of truth or authentic experience in the presence of God. 
And so they don't even try to come to church and figure it out and find out. But it's not our job to judge them. It's our job to tell them, Hey, listen, I know that your experience within a church or whatever church that you've gone to had been quite a disappointment because all they were doing is just religious rigmarole that has no power, there has no life, there has no authenticity. People are just pretending and just so hypocritical. I understand that. But I want to tell you this. Whatever abuse that people had made, have done, whatever things that people have done, however they have lived their life, it does not invalidate the truth that has been hidden from many people in the religious circle. And you and I have the responsibility to tell them about this authentic truth of God, word of God, that people are super hungry about. Now one reason why I want to say what I'm going to say today is because I believe every single one of us are called not just to come to church every Sunday, but become a fisher of man or a teacher of man or some influencer of man to influence them to the truth, to the authentic voice of God, in other words, authentic voice of the Spirit of God. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the world we're living in, they're absolutely hungry. And so are you. That's why you're here. Hungry for that authentic experience in the presence of God. Authentic voice of God. So anyways, Jesus saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the people from the boat and when he had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into the deep everybody say put out into the deep you know a lot of times if you want to experience miracle and they're about to experience a miracle you can experience a miracle while you have some kind of leverage to fall back on you need to go to the deep now they tell you that if you go and swim in the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, you just want to make sure there's a safe lifeguard around. Because if you go to the deep, you may get, you may get caught by the wave. Um, several years ago, when we were uh, in, uh, on a vacation in Mexico, and uh, we were in a resort, and so you know, I, I just love to swim in the ocean until then. And um, I was swimming, and I, I, you know, I saw my kids, they were playing, and a lot of people just, most people just by the, by the beach. And I thought to myself, this is not fun. I can swim. So I started to swim towards the ocean, deeper and deeper, because I thought, man, it was so fun, you know, I can I experience something, you know, and the water is cooler, and it's quieter, not that many people, you know, around. And I found myself... After a while, getting really tired, so I would make a turn and want to swim back. And when I make a turn, I realized that I was really way off. And so I think to myself, no problem. I swim in my pool all the time. I know how to swim back. See, in my pool, there was something that is not... Uh, in the ocean, there's something that ocean has that my pool didn't have. It's called current, you know. <laughs> and so, so I start swimming back. And I swam for quite a, you know, quite a while. And I look, look up 
it felt like it went further. Now I started to get panic. And I said, okay, I'm going to try again. So I swim. I tried to swim in. And I look, and it was not any better. So I'm starting to get tired. I started to get tired. And so I kept swimming and not making any headways. And that was the day I decided I'm not going to push my luck anymore. Some of you are sitting there saying, what happened, right? Well, thank God that was a good resort. They have lots of lifeguards. And one lifeguard saw me struggling out there. And he came out and he rescued me. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm alive today, Shandai. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for lifeguards, you know. They do save life. I'm one of them, you know. So anyways... One reason why I want to go to deep because there's always good things in the deep, right? Stuff, amazing things, you know. And so, but you know, uh, uh, Peter was 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 instructed by the Lord, but I was I was just being driven and motivated by my pleasure um, to want to do more, you know. But I remember when I was a younger kid, you know, in my parents' church, they, the youth group used to go to the beach all the time, and uh, you know, was living on an island, and so we go to the beach all the time. And some of the older youth, what they do is they would take a net a big net and they will fasten the net on two poles of uh, two wooden poles and then they will swim all the way to the deep and uh, only in the deep they will haul all kinds of fish and so that would be our lunch and dinner and they will haul all kinds of fish you know some of them you can eat some of them you can't eat those those one with the with the with the stomach then grow bigger what do you call it the, the um puffer fish that's right and so, um, you know, you can't eat those because you're going to die if you eat those. But, you know, there are all kinds of stuff. But you cannot get all the good things unless you're willing to go to the deep. My point is this. The reason many of us are not willing to go to the deep is because we tried it and it almost killed us. You had tried faith and it almost killed you. So you think to yourself, I ain't ever going to do that again. Like I promised my family, because when we, I came back from, the, from, from being rescued, it was kind of humiliating, you know, being rescued. After, <laughs> I guess it's better to be humiliated than to be dead, right? <laughs> I'll take that any day, <laughs> you know. You know, after I came back, you know, my wife said, why do you always take chances? You have two kids, you know, they're growing up. They're going to have no father. Just stop taking chances, right? I was like, oh, you know, all right, okay, okay, I'll never ever do that again, you know. And so, uh, because you have and I have tried to launch into the deep, not just in, in, you know, in the physical water, but, you know, many of us have tried faith, and we have been disappointed. And so, we are very careful not wanting to try again. I want you to listen to this very carefully. If you ever want to experience a miracle of God, I want to see that in provision, The miracle of God to meet your needs more abundantly than you could ever ask or think of. You need to be willing to launch into a place that is not secure. You need to be willing to go to the deep. Now, listen very carefully. Don't do it on your own initiative. Because you may get drowned. Many Christians 
has experienced launching into the deep and almost killed themselves because they thought, they thought it was the will of God. Watch this. Salmon answer. Was said, put out the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Salmon answer, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. Now, if you ever want to try to go to the deep again, because that's what we are called to do, to go to the deep. Don't ever, ever try unless you are sure. Everybody say sure. Not guessing, not hoping, not wishing, not even believing, but sure that you have heard directly from heaven the voice of God has spoken to you and that you have confirmed that. Because Peter didn't say, I'm just going to go on my own initiative because if you do, then you might get empty nets. And they had tried and they got empty nets. And so they decided to go to the deep because Jesus said so. What is it that Jesus has been telling you to do something and that you have confirmed and confirmed and confirmed and yet this morning you're sitting here, you're not willing to launch to the deep because you are worried because you tried it and that you got bitten, you know. Uh, you, 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 got, you got failures, you got disappointment and it hurts you and you just didn't want to do it anymore because it almost take your life, it almost took your life and so you pause. Now you're not sure. I want to encourage you this morning. He said, learn to hear from the voice of God. Confirm his voice and then launch into the deep. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because he will never leave you drown. He will never leave you out in the water, out in the open. But when you go, he will cause your net, your net, to be full. Full of the abundant, abundant and the blessings of God. But you got to hear from him to launch into the deep. Now watch this, right? Many of us had come back from the deep with our own effort. And so we are hesitant, as I say. And maybe even, had, you know, uh, many of us had, had, had been uh, almost dead, you know, almost being destroyed by our, our work of faith, our exercise of faith. And, and so we're hesitant here. Peter said, you know, we toiled all night and took nothing. I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever experienced that, that journey in your life that you try so hard and you got Nothing. I've been there many times. You try everything you could think of under the sun and you got nothing. Nobody wants to talk to you. You know, after a while you think it's you. You know, I remember when, when I first started this church, you know, we try everything. We try, oh my goodness, you know, for those of you who've been with me since day one, right? You remember that. We try everything. Everything you can think of under the sun. My goodness, we try them all. I say that, I, I mentioned this many times. And every time we try, it just blew up in my face. And I get disappointed. The disappointment. You know, you can only take so many disappointments, right? I mean, for a human being. And after a while, I just thought to myself, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me. You know, I try everything. It's not working. It seems like somebody else will be trying the same thing and boom, they have great success. You know, you know, internet is a really amazing, powerful tool. But it's also very dangerous because... 
it just gives you all kinds of access to all kinds of information. Some of them is not even real information that get you really disappointed. You know, so I would, I would be trying so hard to do different things for the church and, and nobody shows up. It's only us, always just a few of us. And then I'll be logging on the internet, you know, and, and at the time there was no Facebook. Thank God, I can just imagine if there was Facebook, I would just probably had given up already. But, I was so, but you still can check things out, you know, go to, go to your friend's church website, you know, and, and everybody seems to be doing so well. And I thought to myself, maybe it's me. Maybe I've committed some sin in the past. Maybe because of the mistakes I've made in the past. Maybe this, that. Maybe it's my skin color. You know, I even thought of that. Oh, you know, maybe, maybe it's the wrong country. I remember I was talking to a pastor, you know, and we were talking about this, this preacher that is so super successful, you know, in, 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 in Singapore, you know. And, and we're talking about him. And I said, wow, you know, this is amazing. And I, and I was bemoaning to this mentor of mine. I go, you know, like, I feel like such a failure, you know, and, and maybe, I just, maybe I just quit, you know, and, and maybe, you know, because he's so successful there, and, and I'm, just, I'm just not doing anything. And, and then he said to me, you know, well, maybe because you're in this country. I don't know what he meant by that. I mean, you can take this to a lot of directions, you know. And for me, I was so disappointed. I said, oh, maybe, maybe it's my skin color. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just, you know, there's a lot of maybes. Because you try, you toil. Nothing works. You try everything. Everything that people encourage you. I go to church growth seminar. I go to different people just tell you so many tricks and nothing works. Is it me or some of you have tried that? You know, some of you are trying for, 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 for a spouse and you try different things. Nothing works. You try it. You try it. It's just nothing works. You're just very, very afraid. And you don't want to do it again. I understand that. And I want to tell you the Holy Spirit understands that. Some of you are trying in your career, trying in your finances. I remember I used to try my finances on my own, you know, like after I, I came to full-time ministry, you know, and I thought to myself, I, I got a degree in economics, I understand macroeconomics, and micro, I know how to read the news. And so I thought I would do trading and investing, and I tried everything. I went to seminar, paid for some expensive software, do everything, and realize I'm really not that good. <laughs> I tried it. It didn't work. It's very disappointing. And if you have a lot, tons of money, you just don't want to do it again. But you know the grace of God is so amazing. Is that when we're willing to let go of our own trying and listen to his voice, you will see results. I'm going to take it one step further. Every single time when God has called you to something, it will be his responsibility to prove to you that he had called you. You don't need to make an excuse for him. Some of you understand this. You know, I as a pastor, I've also heard, not only myself, I heard a lot of people say, God told me this, God told me that, and then nothing come out of it. And they're trying to make an excuse for God. 
You do not ever, ever need to make an excuse for God. He doesn't need your excuse. You know, the other day, I was just, I was just thinking about certain things, you know, like we pray, I was praying for something and I tried something. And obviously, you know, I, I wasn't too sure, but I tried it anyways. You know, I'm a kind of risk taker myself, you know, and, and it didn't work. And I, I was really disappointed. And so I started in my mind making excuses. So maybe God this, maybe God that. And the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing? I said, nothing i was just trying to protect you you know like trying to protect you from my unbelief you know and and jesus said to me i don't need you i don't need you to protect me i don't need you to make an excuse on my behalf you know as pastors it's the same thing you know we pray for people we, we see some people you know not having any victory in their lives we're trying to help them out or we're trying to protect God we're trying to make excuses for God we're trying to come up with all the theology and reasons of why what the word of God say is not really that true but the Holy Spirit is saying to me son I don't need you to make an excuse to me I'm a big boy how I many you know the God we serve, he's a big boy? You know, a lot of times we have to make excuse for God. You know, maybe God this, maybe God that, you know, maybe this, maybe that. Oh, stop it. You and I don't ever have to make excuse for God. Because I want to tell you this. If God has called you to do something and you've confirmed and you heard from the Lord, the results will follow. Everybody say results. The results will follow. God will never call you to do something that has zero results and that you have to give excuses all your life for it. Anyways, Master, we toil all night and took nothing. Have I offended anybody? If I have, please forgive me. But I want to tell the truth. Listen. You and I don't have time to waste. We have only but a few years on this planet. I was thinking about this morning. When I get to heaven and I look back, what would I say to myself? Oh, you stupid fool. Why'd you do that? What a waste of time. Oh, so would I say to myself, good job, Paul Cook. Good job. You, you did good. You know, you didn't waste your time. We have all experienced things in our life that we regret. We go, oh, I wish I knew. But I tell you, friends, the sure thing is not to live in regrets but they'll always hear from the Lord and that when he had told you and spoken you've heard it many times there were results coming anyways so he said we told all night nothing nothing work but at your word I'll let down the nets again I want you to listen to this very carefully sometimes God may cause you to do something that you felt like you have failed You don't want to do it anymore because you tried it on your own, on your own initiative. You say, God, I, I just, for example, as a pastor, I pray for many people. I pray for them. And you know, many of times, nothing happened. And you think to yourself, this doesn't work. And so you tried, you tried, you always you know, try, you learn, you listen to, you know, especially there's a lot of amazing preachers out there. They, they're so convincing and they say something and then you just want to follow them and you try what they do and it's just not working. And I remember one time I said to myself, because I've been praying for people that was much younger years and nothing at work and I seen, you know, 
some of the pastors doing the same thing and nothing worked. And I said to myself, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> 